Thanks again for listening to the free version of the VBPH Sermon Podcast, where we post sermons on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. We also have a premium version of this podcast, which posts sermons and interviews every single day of the week. So why would you want to subscribe? I'm glad you asked. I have five reasons for you. Number one, on the premium version, we post full versions of Testimony Tuesday, Pastor Campbell Thursday, and Study Day Saturday. If you'd like to hear those episodes, then subscribe now. Reason number two, uninterrupted listening. We remove all ads and all extraneous content from our premium feed. Reason number three, premium episodes always release six hours earlier than the free version. If you're an early bird, it's a great reason to subscribe. Number four, our subscribers will gain access to our sermon chat group on WhatsApp, where we interact directly with listeners around the globe. If you'd like to chat with other premium subscribers, subscribe today. And finally, every dollar we raise goes to world evangelism. This is the best reason to subscribe because you are helping us launch churches all around the world. We don't put one dime in our pockets. Everything that we raise from this podcast will go directly to Thursday night of Chandler Conference. So please subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below. Thanks. Welcome to the free sermon podcast of the Potter's House Church in Virginia Beach, affiliated with Christian Fellowship Ministries. Our vision is winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. It's Monday, and we are posting an instant classic for your inspiration. This message may come from anywhere around the globe, but is sure to stay with you for years to come. Make sure to subscribe from wherever you're listening to continue hearing life-changing messages. If you like what you hear, please support World Evangelism by subscribing to the premium version of this podcast for even more sermons. Links are in the show notes. Enjoy today's sermon. I'm sure you do, but I just want to throw in my accolades as well. I appreciate this church. You guys are, uh, this is a great church. And you can tell the flags that are flying, and I'm sure that's not even, uh, I'm sure there's more uh, than the flags that you have going uh, uh, that are flying uh, regarding the places that you've touched. Romans chapter 5, if you have your Bible, you can turn there with me. I do want to say happy Memorial Day tomorrow. And uh, what, a, what an incredible video that was. That makes you want to re-enlist. What an amazing video. We have the greatest military on, on planet Earth. We've got a pathetic leadership right now, but we still have the greatest military. My goodness. I appreciate all of our veterans that are here. And those of you that served, and we appreciate you. We, uh, we, uh, we appreciate your service and, and uh, your commitment and our active duty. I know we have some active duty military as well. We definitely thank you. We're able to do what we do because you're doing what you do, and uh, we appreciate you. Romans chapter 5, amen. I want to read, uh, uh, today is actually Pentecost Sunday, and a perfect time to preach on, a, on, the, on the outpouring of the, of the Holy Ghost. And I actually was prepared to do that, but got kind of got redirected towards Memorial Day because um, I want to I want to minister along the lines of Memorial Day because because of those great men and women who gave their lives for us for our freedom, we're able to do this. I'm able to stand up here and say anything that I want to say legally. I'm able. We're able to have Bible conferences from here. 
You're able to worship. You're able to, uh, we're able to own Bibles. We're able to freely carry a Bible in the public square. You know, we, you know, sometimes we don't realize it, but that's not a privilege that everybody in the world has. And you and I have that. And you and I can thank a soldier or a Marine or an airman or a, or a sailor. We can thank them currently that are serving and in memory of those who have passed and those who gave the ultimate supreme sacrifice. But Romans chapter 5, I want to read verses 6 through 9. It says these words, For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet preadventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commended his love towards us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. I want to preach a sermon I've entitled, Killed in Action. Because that's what Memorial Day is. And so I want to consider, first of all, the greatest act of love. Tomorrow being Memorial Day, it is not a particularly a religious holiday, but it is a very biblical holiday to remember those who have gone before us, to remember those who have done great exploits, that those exploits that brought about freedom and brought about our liberty. You know, God spoke to Moses and, and, and many times they were told to build a monument and stack some rocks and, and build, put, put some stones and build a, an altar and, and remember what was done at this place. Remember the sacrifice that was done. Remember the crossing of the Jordan. And, and they would build these little memorial sites so that they would remember and they would not forget uh, what took place. Memorial Day is in, is in 1868. General John A. Logan of the Grand Army of the Republic, he called for a decoration day, which was widely celebrated by 1890, every northern state had adopted it as a holiday. The world wars turned it into a generalized day of remembrance instead of just for the Civil War. And in 1971, Congress standardized the holiday as, as Memorial Day and changed its observance to the last Monday in May. And that's where we get Memorial Day. Many Americans are unaware of the meaning of Memorial Day. Many people consider it, it's just the first official day of summer. Some people, it's just a, it's just a day off. It's a time, uh, you know, uh, I can, uh, you know, I can, uh, I, I get a day off from work. Many people don't know what Memorial Day is. We've had presidents who don't know what Memorial Day is. We've had presidents who have, in Memorial Day, a celebration thanking those that were here, saying, we thank you for your service. We're here to remember you. It's, it's like, no, it's for the ones that have gone on. That's Veterans Day, sir. Memorial Day, we have even presidents that don't even know what Memorial Day uh, is all about. We celebrate this because of our, uh, because of, uh, because of, of what it means to us as, as Americans. Hallelujah. Because of great Americans like Sergeant First Class Jared Monte. That's a bad dude right there. Monte served as the assistant leader of a 16-man patrol and leader of a weapons forward observer uh, team tasked with gathering intelligence in northern, northeastern Afghanistan. While on patrol in June 21st, 2006, the patrol was attacked by a group of at least 50 insurgents. The Americans took cover and returned fire. 
Monty radioed for artillery and close air support. Staff Sergeant Patrick Liebert, unfortunately I don't have his, his picture, and Private First Class Brian Bradbury, and unfortunately I don't have his picture as well. They were severely wounded and left lying in the open between the enemy and the Americans. Staff Sergeant Chris Cunningham, leader of the sniper team, called out that he was going to try to rescue Bradbury. Monte replied, that's my guy. I'm going to get him. Monte made three attempts to reach Bradbury. On his first, he advanced to within three feet of Bradbury before being forced back by intense machine gun and RPG fire. His second try was similarly turned back, and as the rest of his patrol provided covering fire, Monte advanced a third time, but was struck by an RPG. Monte attempted to crawl back towards cover. His buddy said that he made his peace with God, and he asked Sergeant Cunningham to tell his parents that he loved him. Monte died moments later. Right at that time of his death, an artillery and air support from which he had called for began hitting the enemy positions, saving the Americans. Private First Class Bradbury died under his, uh, during his evacuation when the cable broke on the rescue hoist, lifting him to the helicopter. The fall also killed medic Heath Craig, who I don't have a picture of him, for this and many other brave acts in the face of danger. The Army posthumously promoted him to Sergeant First Class. He was awarded the Medal of Honor. Sergeant First Class Monte, Private First Class Bradbury, Armor, uh, Army uh, Medic Heath Craig, they all are the reason why we celebrate Memorial Day. Corporal Desmond Doss of the 77th Infantry Division, born in Lynchburg, Virginia, 1919, during the American assault against the Japanese on the island of Guam. He charged through knee-deep mud in driving rain to reach wounded men on the battlefield day, day or night. He went, he went on hundreds of missions through the dense jungle, routinely volunteered to go on search and destroy patrols. He said, I made it a practice to go out on patrol with the men. The higher-ups warned me not to do, but I told them that uh, it's what I believe in. I knew these men. They were my buddies. Some had wives and children. If they were hurt, I wanted to be there to take care of them. And when someone got hit, the others would close in around me while I, reached, while I treated him. That way, he'd all, we'd all go out together. For this, for this repeated bravery, dragging wounded men out of deadly kill zones and saving their lives, Doss earned his first, uh, uh, his first of two bronze stars. He was next shipped to the Philippines on the island of Leyte when he, when he uh, earned his second bronze star. He ran hundreds of yards to save the critically wounded soldiers who had been caught in a deadly crossfire of two Japanese machine gunners. He dragged them to safety. But it was in Okinawa, 1945, where Corporal Desmond would be remembered in American military history. His unit had been ordered to take a high cliff ridge known today as Hacksaw Ridge. Doss and B Company climbed ropes up the, cliffs, up the cliff face. When he and his soldiers charged the ridge, they were mowed down by an extreme close range by a Japanese machine gun team. Desmond Doss never left a wounded man behind. He got on his belly and army crawled to his injured men. Just 15 feet from a Japanese machine gunner, 800 men were killed or wounded in action. Only one American was left standing on the blood-soaked battlefield, and that was Desmond Doss. He said, we had a lot of wounded lying around, and I had my buddies here. He says, I couldn't, go, I couldn't, give, up. I couldn't give up. 
I had, I had a Japanese uh, aid kit, two American aid kits, and my pockets were stuffed with bandages. I couldn't just abandon my men. They knew that if there was any way possible, I could take care of them, that I would. Five straight hours pulling wounded sword soldiers out of the battlefield, dragging them over the only means of escaping the field, the death field. It was a 40-foot cliff, and then he lowered them down safely as rifle fire whizzed over his head uh, uh, from uh, both directions, Doss crawled through the crossfire, grabbing wounded Americans, pulling them to safety. Doss pulled 75 wounded men out of the battlefield and hand lowered them 40 feet off of a cliff to a waiting ambulance below. Two weeks after this, a Japanese grenade landed near him. He kicked it away, but it exploded, blowing, uh, peppering him with shrapnel in his leg. Doss treated himself for shock, took care of his wounds, rejected the opportunity to be evacuated because he said, my men need me. His biggest regret, he said, was his pocket Bible that his wife had given him fell out of his pocket when he was blown up by the grenade and he lost it. When his commanding officer went to the hospital to inform him that he was going to receive the Medal of Honor, the CO brought a present. It was a waterlogged, semi-charged, pocket Bible. He said every man in the company scoured the battlefield until they found his Bible. Corporal Desmond Doss, uh, Desmond Doss of the 77th Infantry Division. He's the reason why we celebrate Memorial Day. Men like that. Yes. This is an army town, so you guys are going to like this one. This is a bad boy right here. Army Master Sergeant Roy Benavides. Got his picture up there? Look at that guy. That looks like Sergeant Carter from the old days on uh, yelling at Gomer. He's a bad man right there. Listen to this man. 1965, he stepped, he stepped on a landmine and was told he would never walk again. And then he began preparing, they began to preparing his medical discharge. He began a nightly training ritual in attempt to develop, to redevelop his ability to walk. Getting out of bed at night against doctor's orders, Benavides would crawl using his elbows and chin to, to a wall near the bedside with the encouragement of his fellow patients, many of whom were permanently paralyzed and or missing limbs. After over a year of hospitalization, Benavides walked out of the hospital in July of 1966 determined to return to combat in Vietnam. Two years later in 68, it was a simple recon mission. A small team of elite Green Berets infiltrated deep into Cambodian jungle. The Green Berets suddenly found themselves surrounded and pinned down by a full battalion of North Vietnamese infantry. Somewhere around 1,500 Vietnamese soldiers have these men pinned down. Nearly every man in the American unit had been wounded or killed in, in early rounds of the fighting. Three rescue chapters were driven off by heavy fire. Listening to all of this chatter on the radio, the off-duty Texan, so he's a Texan on top of all this, the off-duty Texan grabbed a rifle and as many medical bags as he could carry, jumped into the first chopper, headed back to the front lines. Benavides told the pilot to find a nearby clearing and put him on the ground. He sprinted 75 yards to the wounded soldiers. When he reached the Green Beret's position, he'd already taken a few bullets, shrapnel in his face and in his arm. The situation wasn't good. Everyone was badly hurt. 
He provided morphine and first aid to the wounded and got the, uh, and, and got the troops in a, a more defensible position and directed their fire against any posi- enemy position. Despite intense enemy fire, Benavides went guns blazing with his knife and, and when his M16 ran out of bullets, he picked up an AK off a dead NVA and continued his one-man war against the enemy. When, a chopper, when the chopper finally landed, Benavides, Benavides personally carried the wounded men to the landing zone, making six trips to assess wounded soldiers and recover classified documents that had accidentally been dropped on the battle in the war zone. While he was providing cover fire for the last of the Green Berets boarding the chopper, disaster struck. An NVA grenade landed near Benavides, blowing him off his feet and filling his back with shrapnel totally destroying the chopper. Within seconds, Sergeant Benavides was back on his feet, pulling survivors out of, the, out of the flaming wreckage, taking yet another bullet in the thigh and bleeding badly. Benavides got on the radio and started calling down tactical airstrikes. By the time the second rescue chopper arrived, Benavides had been fighting nonstop for six hours straight. Benavides once again started pulling men to the helicopter, loading the wounded on for extraction. The North Vietnamese seeing their enemy escaping mounted one final full human wave charge to crush the Americans. Benavidez was waiting for them. He'd been through too much to lose now. And an intense, no-holds-barred, hand-to-hand combat, Roy Benavidez was bayoneted a couple of times, had his jaw broken by a rifle butt, but he somehow continued to fight off the horde of swarming enemy with a bayonet and a pistol while the, rem- while, while the remainder of his profuse bleeding Green Berets got onto the rescue chopper. One of the NV soldiers stabbed him with his, with his bayonet. Benavides pulled it out, pulled out his own knife and killed the enemy soldier and kept going, leaving his knife in the NVA soldier's body. Suffering 37 bayonet bull, bayonets, bullet and shrapnel wounds in various parts of his body, Benavides used the last of his strength to pull himself on board the chopper. The last man to leave the battlefield was Benavides. The helicopter was completely riddled with bullet holes, covered in blood and without any functioning instruments, but the pilot somehow took off and got the team out of there. Benavides lost consciousness and as soon as he knew that they were clear, Sergeant Roy Benavides was credited with single-handedly saving the lives of eight men during six hours of non-stop battle. After the rescue chopper landed at the base, Roy Benavides' motionless body was carried off the helicopter, and after preliminary inspection by the medical personnel, Benavides was pronounced dead. And, and the hero was gently laid onto a gurney and wheeled to the coroner's office. <laughs> it doesn't end there. Just as they were zipping up his body bag, Benavides used the last of his energy to spit in the doctor's face. He said, he, told, he said later he couldn't talk, he couldn't speak, he couldn't do anything, and they knew, he knew they were zipping up a body bag, and he said, the only thing I could do was spit. And so he spit in the doctor's face. The, most, the mostly dead, but very much alive, Roy Benavides was rushed into surgery, transferred to Saigon for rehabilitation. He received the Distinguished Service Cross for heroism, and once the fully uh, full details of the battle became known. They awarded was the, the award was upgraded to the Medal of Honor. He lived to be 63, highly decorated, including four Purple Hearts. Master Sergeant Roy Benavides is the reason why we celebrate and honor our veterans on Memorial Day.
But our ladies will not be left out. Deborah Sampson, born December 17, 1760. She disguised herself as a man, the first transgender. <laughs> LGBTQ plus XYZ, they thought they had it first. Uh-uh. It was, a, it was a, one of our patriots. Disguised herself as a man for two years to fight in the Continental Army during the Revolutionary War. She called herself Robert Shirtliff and joined the 4th Massachusetts Regiment. She was shot in battle, fearful that the doctors would find out the truth. She dug the musket ball out of her own leg rather than being exposed. Did you hear what I just said? She dug out a musket ball. That's, that's, that's worse than a shotgun slug. One musket ball could, could not be, one musket ball could not be removed and she lived with it for the rest of her life. After medical examination years later, while gravely ill with a fever, she was found out. She feared imprisonment, but due to her bravery and patriotism, she was honorably discharged. With the help of Paul Revere, she, uh, she petitioned the government and was given a military pension in 1806. She married a farmer, lived out the rest of her life on the farm. Deborah Simpson, <clears throat> Revolutionary War veteran, she's the reason why that we celebrate Memorial Day. Yes. First Lieutenant Frank Luke. In a short time, fighting in World War I, Frank Luke, a fighter pilot who went after heavily defended German balloons, 30 hours of flight time over 10 missions, nine short days of combat. He shot down a remarkable 14 enemy balloons and four aircraft. He flew his final mission in September 29, 1918, but was tragically shot while in the air. Luke managed to land his plane near France, but died from his wounds. He was posthumously received the Congressional Medal of Honor for bravery. First Lieutenant, the last one. This is the last one. First Lieutenant Frank uh, Luke. Uh, he is why we remember these men and these women on Memorial Day. You know, we enjoy. Yes, yes. You know, we enjoy great freedom in our country. And unfortunately, in many places, they don't teach about that in school anymore. You know, they just learn how, what a garbage country, what a horrible country, and what a wretched country we are. And they, they teach everything bad. They, they, always, they only tell them in some places, maybe not here, but in some places it's only the bad. What a horrible country we are and what a horrible the pilgrims were and the terrible things they did to the natives and the horrible things they did in slavery. You know, all of that was true. There was terrible things that did happen. But you know what? Our nation fixed a lot of that stuff. A lot of that stuff was fixed. A lot of that stuff was repaired. And you and I live, in my personal, not very humble opinion, we live in the greatest country on earth. And it's because of these men and these women. It's because of some of you that are here right now. You're not dead, thank God. You're a veteran. You have taken bullet wounds. You have taken shrapnel. You know what it's like. When I'm reading these stories, it's bringing back memories. When you're watching this video, that brought back memories. Something inside of you was back on that chopper. You were back in the, on the battlefield. You were there in the kill zone again. And I want to say again, as we just, as we did earlier today, I want to thank you, veterans, you army men, you, uh, if there's Marine, we got a Marine in here. I know we got at least one. I met him and, uh, and, and, uh, and the air force and, and coast guard, the Navy. I want to say, I thank you again because of you. I have freedom to, because of you, I don't have to go to bed worrying about an RPG hitting my house. I don't have to worry about uh, my vehicle getting riddled uh, by machine gun fire. I, I thank God for the men that we 
have the National Guard who are keeping us safe here at home, trying their best to keep us safe at the border and doing all that they're doing. I'm saying again, I thank you for all of it, you, for everything that you have done. You're, you're a great hero, just like Roy Benavitas. Sandra and the, and, the, and the other men that, we, that I mentioned. But I want to look lastly at the greatest rescue mission of all time because I saved the last commando for last. There's another hero that I didn't talk about and he too saw a desperate need. Many men and women were held in captive. They were prisoners of war, hostage to a ruthless, very hateful tyrant. Death was certain unless he could do something about it. And so this great commando, this great, this great warrior for righteousness, he, he somehow or another, he infiltrated behind enemy lines under a barrage of enemy demonic, deadly gunfire. He arrived, his arrival was almost completely unnoticed. No one even knew that he had arrived. This man is mightier than any Navy SEAL. He is tougher than any Green Beret. He is more powerful than the Delta Force. He is more forceful than a Marine Force Recon. He is more powerful than the British SAS. He tore down powerful forces. He liberated the dead and the dying. And this great hero himself was killed in action. But unlike our great Americans that we honor on Memorial Day, Unlike our, those great heroes, uh, this hero even took on death. Uh, he challenged death uh, and he overcome death. Uh, he conquered death. And of course, I am talking about Jesus Christ. He's not just the greatest commando of all time, but he is the King of Kings and he is the Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. He is the one that can set you free totally. Amen. He, we've got medics that can save you from disease and save you from, uh, from a wound and bring you back and let you live out your years. Uh, but this man is able not only to heal you of your wounds uh, and save you from disease, uh, but he's able to help you to live an everlasting life. That means that when you die, you're not dead. I, don't get, I know that sounds kind of oxymoron. That sounds, that sounds kind of weird, doesn't it? When you die but you're not dead. Thank God for that. The last breath that I take on this planet is gonna be my first breath on streets that are paved with gold. And that's my God. His name is Jesus. And he liberate, He came to liberate mankind. He is the greatest. And I'm here to tell you that he's a part of Memorial Day. He set the captives free without firing a single shot. And we enjoy a lot of freedoms as Americans, but the greatest freedom is the freedom that we have through Jesus Christ. In John 8, 36, if the son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Hello, somebody. Free from the penalty of sin. Instead of death, we get to have eternal life. I didn't say goodbye, or I didn't, I didn't say goodbye to Pastor Glenn Cluck. I told Pastor Cluck, I'll see you later, Pastor. I'm right behind you. I didn't say goodbye to my dad when he passed away. I said, Dad, I'll catch up with you later. Save me a fishing hole if they have it up there. I want to do some fly fishing up in heaven with you. Amen. Now, I'm not, I didn't bury them to say goodbye. I told them I'm going to see you later. And that's because of Jesus and what he did on that cross 2,000 years ago. Jesus threw his own self, he threw his self, himself on 
hell's grenade and he died in our place. And that's exactly what he did. Christianity has a memorial day. Now we're not going to do it this morning, but we have a memorial day. It's called communion. When we celebrate the Lord's supper, we're not going to do that, but this is, this is our communion. And this is our memorial day. First Corinthians eleven twenty four and 25. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also, he took the cup. When he had supped, saying, this cup is the new testament in my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. You see, memorial day is very biblical because we have it as well. As Americans, we remember our great heroes. But as Christians, we enjoy and we remember our one great hero, and his name is Jesus. He died so that we could live eternally. He died so that you could be set free. He died that we could be delivered from alcoholism. I want to tell you, there's people here that you're bound in addictions. I've got good news for you. You don't have to stay bound in addictions. Just like those men knew that Roy Benavides was going to be there. Just like those men knew that, that, uh, that Desmond was going to be there. That he knew, they knew that he would come for them. That if they're on the battlefield and if he was still alive, they would, he would come for them. And I'm here to tell you that if you've got a bondage, if you're bound in alcoholism, if you're bound in anything, emotional bondage, drug addiction, any kind of addiction, there is a Savior who is not willing to leave you there. He's coming for you. He'll come for you. But he's not just going to show up and say, hey, I'm here. Let me set you free. You're going to have to ask. You're going to have to personally ask. And that's how you get this great commando in your life is you have to personally ask him. You have to verbalize it. God, I'm, I'm, I'm bound in drugs. I am bound in alcoholism. God, I am bound by this addiction or that addiction. I need deliverance. And I'm here to tell you that the greatest commando of all time is going to come to your chair. He's going to, he doesn't have to bear crawl. He doesn't have to repel in. He doesn't have to fast rope down. He doesn't have to do a halo. He's going to walk down this aisle. He's going to walk down the aisle right where you are. If you'll call out to him, he's going to walk down this aisle and he's going to touch you with a miracle touch that'll be greater than any of these men that I've explained to you or described to you or told you their story. They're miracle. They're, they're amazing. But this touch from the Lord Jesus is more amazing. It's more powerful and it lasts forever. I want every head bowed and every eye closed this morning. No one looking around. Thank you for listening to this episode of the VBPH sermon podcast. When you listen to these inspiring messages, you are helping to send missionaries from the Chandler Bible Conference in September. If you loved what you heard, please send this message to someone that needs to hear it. Then leave us a review using the links in the show notes so that everyone who wants to find this podcast will see it when they search for it. We cannot thank you enough. See you next time.